Alright, what's up guys? Welcome in to today's episode of the Southeast 2 Podcast. It is Friday, July the 28th, 2017, and a couple of topics on my mind for today as we head into the weekend. Let's go ahead and start with ESPN releasing its summer-slash-preseason BPI yesterday, and there were a lot of SEC teams represented uh, within the top 50 of that BPI. And just for a basic background of what kind of goes into ESPN's BPI ranking here. Uh, if you haven't already read it, you can find the article. Uh, you, you, know, you can just go to ESPN.com, probably find it in the college basketball section. I'll also include it uh, within the article on SoutheastHoops.com. If you don't already know, I do an article on every episode of the podcast over at SoutheastHoops.com. I'll put the link in there as well. But to give you a basic understanding as to the background of the BPI, sort of the the elements that goes into it, I mean, you know that it's it's a sort of a metric-based thing, uh, but the offensive and defensive ratings are, you know, straight from ESPN's website here, composed of four main variables, and that is the past performance of a coach, uh, recruiting rankings, the current roster, and then sort of the performance and ratings of the returning players on the roster. So certainly it takes into account a lot of different things, but like with all numbers-based, metric-based systems, uh, there are things that simply can't be measured. And so, uh, you know, I would kind of take this for what it is right now. I mean, it's a it's a BPI ranking that is happening in July, and I would kind of leave it at that. I wouldn't put much more into it at that, but it does make for some good talking points when we think about uh, kind of where teams are slotted. And so let's go ahead and touch on SEC teams that are represented in this thing, and for those of you who don't know, number one team in the BPI was Wichita State, uh, which is a team that's got a lot coming back and pretty much everyone coming back from a team that was just loaded and dominant last year. Uh, so that'll be interesting to watch. But uh, actually, there were no SEC teams in the top 10. However, beyond that, a lot of teams represented. Kentucky came in at number 13, uh, Alabama was at 20, Arkansas at 21, Auburn at 24. Florida at 27, Mississippi State at 34, Ole Miss at 35, Texas A&M at 38, Vanderbilt at 39, and Tennessee was at 47. So, you know, there are 10 teams there from the SEC within that top 50. And the order will certainly, you know, be a, a topic of discussion for a lot of different people. And people could say, well, this team shouldn't be here, this team shouldn't be there. And certainly, I think my initial first thought in looking at this, um, you know, I think Florida down at 27 is probably too low. Uh, but, you know, I th- and I can make arguments for for several other places as well. But I think the biggest thing that stood out to me was, you know, Florida is that low in terms of, you know, I just think Florida is a team that's really loaded. And for the Gators to be kind of that low to me, uh, kind of just stood out more than anything else in terms of the SEC. But look, like we said, there's a lot of teams that are close together here, and when you have that many teams in the top 50, uh, it's certainly something that's going to raise some eyebrows, I think, because as we always continue to talk about, there are still people out there that do not give the SEC the type of credit that it's going to deserve and already deserves uh, heading into this season. There's still some some stuff going on nationally where you're just not getting 
in-depth opinions. There, there's not enough research done yet uh, to kind of get a feel of where the SEC is going to be, but you know that's not the case uh, with Southeast Tooth because we, we do that all the time. And so looking at these teams, I mean, you know, I, I think it's very interesting to kind of see how many teams are just in there themselves within that top 50. To me, that's the most intriguing element. Um, and then when you look at specific, you know, ESPN also does the, the specific offensive and defensive ranks of each team. So Kentucky uh, offensively was rated 13th. Uh, defensively was ranked 30th. If we keep going, Alabama 61st offensively, 5th defensively. And that's what we're talking about with Alabama uh, you know, we don't know exactly how Alabama is going to, you know, kind of progress offensively. But having Colin Sexton in there, having John Petty in there, uh, Alabama is going to be considerably better offensively. I think we know that. It's just a matter of consistency, uh, maybe from other guys that are returning as well and being able to get consistent scoring inside. Uh, so that, you know, I think seeing that discrepancy there between that 61 on offense, 5 on defense for Alabama, Probably not a huge surprise because we know how good they're going to be defensively. This will be one of the best defensive teams in the country. Uh, but offensively, there are still question marks. Arkansas, 34 offense, 19 on defense. Auburn, uh, 14th offensively, 64th defensively. There you go. It's the opposite of Alabama, which is, again, one of those things we talked about really with those two teams last year was Auburn's a team that has so many offensive weapons. It's just a matter of seeing how the defense comes along. So that surprises no one. Uh, when we think about trying to figure out where Auburn is going to be on the defensive side of things. And then beyond that, Florida, uh, 49th offensively, 14th defensively. Again, Florida's defense is going to be just kind of like it was last year. That's what propelled them to get to that Elite Eight run. Uh, and offensively, sure. I mean, you think about you know some of the pieces that they lost, uh, Devin Robinson, Casey Hill, guys like that. I mean, Canyon Berry. Uh, but remember, they're also adding a guy that we talked about in yesterday's episode, Igor Kulachov. Uh, Jalen Hudson's also going to be in the mix, plus the freshman guys. Uh, so that will be interesting to see how that unfolds. And then moving forward, uh, Mississippi State, 50 offensively, uh, 24th defensively. Ole Miss, 33 offensively, uh, 48 on defense. And then moving on, Texas A&M at 68 on offense, 13th on defense. That's another one of those, you know, that has the big spread there when you talk about the difference between offense and defense. Uh, but Texas A&M, I think offensively, if they just get that point guard play we've been talking about all summer long, they're going to be fine. I think it's going to make the offense flow so much better and give them a, a lot of opportunity to make significant strides on that end of the floor uh, just because you're going to have everybody kind of in the right place, hopefully, uh, when we talk about J.J. Caldwell taking over there at the point and a very good player and just a matter of seeing how quickly uh, he kind of progresses in his first action there with the Aggies. And then Vanderbilt, uh, 38 offense, 49 defense, and then to round out the top 50 of the SEC teams in there, Tennessee at 46 on offense, 58 on defense. So uh, it's interesting just to look at, like we always say with stuff this time of year, these are things that are simply uh, good to kind of get a gauge of where certain metric systems, rankings, all that perceive the SEC um, to be this season. And I think that's always, like I continue to say, it's always interesting to get different opinions, whether it is through simply, you know, factual-based opinions, statistics, metrics, whatever you want to use. Um, it's kind of interesting to see where the SEC is slotted in some of these things. So uh, remember, you can go over to southeastoops.com, go to the specific episode article, which will be up. You can find the link to this in there. 
and you can read all about it. And you can also find the link in there as well that gives the background on exactly what the BPI is. Uh, that way you have a better understanding of how they rank these teams. Moving on, uh, another topic for today, and just want to talk about, you know, I put out a poll on Twitter talking about, um, I said, who was the best single-season SEC team since 2006? Now, the reason we did May 2006, sort of the cutoff point, obviously, was because that was the year that Florida won its second you know, national championship. It's uh, The back-to-back national titles was completed there uh, when they won it there in 07. So it was kind of interesting to see the results so far on the poll. And, you know, I mean, look, let's be honest. I mean, there have been two teams that have consistently dominated the SEC uh, since that time frame, and that is Florida and Kentucky. And so it's no surprise that the four that were put on there just as the ones, I, you know, I kind of thought maybe the ones that get the most intriguing type of votes, I guess, uh, was that 06-07 Florida team that won the national title. Uh, I put the 2009-2010 the Kentucky team on there as well. It only has 3% of the vote right now. But the reason why I put that team on there in place of that Florida team uh, from 13-14 that ran the table in the SEC was because I had several people, I've, I've, I've kind of heard this over, I guess, the years now, is there have been a lot of people, I think, that have tried to convince me that that 9 team may be the, the best team, most talented team in the SEC in a long time. And when you think about the roster, I mean, there was John Wall, DeMarcus Cousins, Eric Bledsoe, Patrick Patterson, and on and on and on. Uh, that team was really, really good. And, you know, obviously they got beat in the Elite Eight by West Virginia, uh, they ran into a team that simply was their kryptonite because they had a lot of trouble shooting the ball from outside. Their free throw shooting was very subpar, uh, and they just, again, ran into an awful matchup, and that's why they were beaten in that game. But, boy, that team was loaded with talent when you think about it. And, you know, who knows what would have happened if they don't draw a team like West Virginia there in the Elite Eight. Uh, could have changed things considerably. But again, that, that's kind of, I put that one in there because I was just kind of interested to see how many other people thought that. But apparently the people who have kind of, you know, spoken that to me are, are not of the majority uh, on that. And then the next team on there was the 2011-12 team, Kentucky, that won the national championship. Uh, and then the 14-15 Kentucky team that obviously went 38-1, uh, lost that game to Wisconsin. So the current results, as of now, we're at around 200 votes on this. Uh, the 06-07 Florida team is leading at 41%. The 14-15 Kentucky team that only lost one game at 35%. Uh, the 11-12 Kentucky team that won the national title at 21%. And then, the, like I said, the, the 09-10 Kentucky team at 3% right now. So uh, it's been very interesting to see your feedback on that. So keep that coming in. Uh, I'm going to have a lot more polls like this as we go here over the next couple months. I'm just very, you know, trying to keep SEC basketball circulating, as you all know. Uh, and I think there's some interesting topics of discussion out there, some interesting questions just kind of on the history of the SEC and talking about, you know, the teams this season and players and all that stuff. So it should be a lot of fun. So be sure to keep uh, interacting with these polls. Give me your feedback. Uh, these should be a lot of fun, and if you haven't voted already, be sure to go over to my Twitter at the Blake Level, find that poll question, scroll on down, and be sure to give your vote. So we'll talk about the results of that once it finishes up here next week. Uh, and then finally for today, I've been hyping it for the past several days now, and last week, and on and on. 
Monday, when you open up your computer Monday morning, uh, there will be a new mega SEC basketball column over at southeasthoops.com. For those of you who remember, I did one of those in, in May. Uh, it was massive. It was 3,000 words of just basically just a complete uh, brain dump on a lot of different things on SEC basketball. And this one will be very similar, touching on a lot of different topics within the league. Uh, you know, I, I put out some things yesterday talking about what some of the topics will be. Uh, we're going to talk about just, you know, these overseas trips, uh, touch on some recruiting things, just the state of coaching in the league right now. And then also going to touch on just kind of like I mentioned earlier, SEC basketball coverage on a national level right now and just kind of touch on maybe some positives about it and some negatives about it. Um, so it will be a lot of fun. I think it will be another fun read again for those who, who didn't maybe get a chance to read the one from May. Uh, go back and do that because a lot of it is still relevant to the upcoming season. And this one will definitely be uh, even more thoughts on what will be a very fun season of SEC basketball as we continue to push forward, as we'll hit August next week, and then before you know it, uh, we will be getting the game started, and especially these overseas trips, uh, all these teams taking trips, uh, you know, we're going to definitely dive into that and touch on how impactful that will be for these different programs. So uh, thanks, as always, for listening to the podcast. Be sure you're subscribed. Go over to iTunes, search for Southeast Tubes. That way you can subscribe don't have to worry about missing the episode. They'll all be delivered straight to you as soon as they go up. And like I continue to say, be sure to keep your eye on southeasthoops.com. I am working on some major improvements for the website as we get closer and closer to the start of the season. I'm really going to expand things this season, and I'll touch more on that as to what that means once we get closer to everything kind of being in place on the website. So uh, thanks again for listening to the podcast. Have a good weekend. I will talk to you guys next week.